So, Harry. Yeah. If you were to go back for your 10-year high school reunion. Okay. Must be about this coming up about this time. Yeah, yeah. no, no. It, it would be this summer, I guess. If it was going to happen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who knows? Maybe it will. Maybe it will. What do you think it'd be like? And uh, would you tell any lies about yourself? Okay. Uh, I think, what would it be like? Hectic. Hectic, yeah. Potentially. A lot of different groups. Is it something you'd enjoy going back to, do you think? Or would you rather just leave that shit in the dust? I think I'm now in a place in my life where, yes, I'd be comfortable going back to a high school reunion. Okay. Ask me this about a year ago, two years ago, any time beforehand. I'd be like, nope, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> my life is not anywhere near <laughs> where, it, where, it, where it should be. Oh, that's nice. Uh, but now you feel like it is, yeah. Yeah. However, any lies I would tell, I'd say just for the hell of it, I'd try and get out an invention. Okay, yeah. yeah. You invented the poster or something similar. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, true story. I actually invented uh, the mathematical operator division. Oh, you've told me this before, but you yeah. didn't manage to get it to uh, <laughs> get it down quite before Archimedes yeah. <laughs> five thousand years ago. Yeah. Yeah, when I was four or five, whatever, and talked about plus and minus and multiply, and I was, I was like, okay, yeah, I see that plus is the opposite of minus. That that works. What if multiply had an opposite? Oh, okay. okay. Now, now we're talking. <laughs> And uh, yeah, then the next day in school, I learned about it. And I was like, ah, it already exists. Oh. What do you know? Well, you're a genius. You just, you were too behind the times. Exactly. Or maybe the education was. The, yeah, it didn't catch up. <laughs> yeah, you did, just didn't have the tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Think of what I'd be up to now if the education was only good enough. Indeed, yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are pitching prequels, sequels, and spin-off ideas to Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing from our sequel pitch... Yeah. Hearing from our sequel pitches? Really? Shut up. <laughs> we'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing other sequel pitches from our Twitter followers. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments from the original movie and catch you up with a bit of a plot summary. I'm Harry, the host with the most votes for Prom King. Oh, Really? And joining me as always, the host with the most high school bullies, one would assume, is John Lucas. <laughs> I seem to start a podcast with one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my apologies. Thank you. Apology accepted for now. <laughs> uh, okay, so, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Yes, this was one of mine. Mm -hmm. And it was very much just a random pick, just because last week we did Armageddon. Yeah. And that was such a macho, overlong bullshit fest. I wanted this to go in the complete opposite direction. Uh, it couldn't be more opposite. It could not be more opposite. Yeah. This film is fun. It's clever. It's short. Armageddon was fun. I guess Armageddon had its charms. Yeah. But like this is much more like, this is very much more in my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm very pleased I chose this. I actually had forgotten just how much I love this film and <laughs> how quotable and hilarious it is. Mm -hmm. And watching it, I was like, I can't believe it took us 220 odd episodes to get there. Yeah, I was I like, know. how have I not done this before? This film is great. I watched this with a full smile on my face. Mm -hmm. But that's not necessarily a guarantee that you'll enjoy something. Oh, no, I enjoyed this. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay. I <laughs> hoped you would. I hoped you yeah. would. It seems, like, it seems like the kind of thing you would have enjoyed. Yeah, yeah it felt like a difficult thing not to enjoy. You yeah. reminded me, some of the humor in this reminded me a little bit of Napoleon Dynamite. Sure, yeah, but much better. Sure, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what your thing is against that movie. Yeah. 
Um, but I see what you mean. Yeah, there's a certain, well, it's got the high school awkward yeah, obliviousness it's, it's got an awkwardness to it. Yeah. And a randomness to it. And it's, yeah. a, it's a film about the nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, about, about the underdogs. But uh, yeah, it's just told from a. You know, also, this reminded me of that very different. It reminded me of that sort of like Bill and Ted or like Wayne's World sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, you've in got a, a, in, a, in a way, but like you, you can see there's a big, big difference in it. Yeah, women. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's 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 two like best friends who are just like completely inseparable and understand mm. each other completely and are just yeah. yeah. And they just live in their own crazy little world. And I love yeah. that. I love that about this film. Yes. Yeah. Just two people who are both very stupid, <laughs> but kind of <laughs> compliment stupid in a complimentary way. So they're not just like these idiots. They're like they get each other perfectly and they mm. live in their own little world mm. and it's completely just for them. And yeah, and it make the world that they've built make sense for them. They're just yeah. it's 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 a lot of fun. And whenever anyone else steps into their world, it's 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is it is very good. I can't believe how cute I look. I know. You know what? This is like the cutest we've ever looked. Oh, it's definitely the cutest. Don't you love how we can just say that to each other and we know that we're not being conceited? Oh, I know. No, we're just being honest. <laughs> so, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion was released in 1996. Uh, it stars Lisa Kudrow and Mira Sorvino mm-hmm. as uh, Romy and Michelle, or Michelle and Romy, mm-hmm. who are a pair of 20-something, late 20s, I would say. I think they're supposed to be in their late 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, 10-year reunion, so 27, 28. Yeah, yeah. So assuming they left high school between the ages of 16 and 18 so yes yeah, so they're 26 to 28 years old yeah uh they are these kind of blondes living in living together in a tiny apartment in la mm-hmm. and they're best friends and they seem to share this apartment for the past 10 years essentially since they left high school together yeah and uh, yeah we're introduced to them they're sat on their kind of twin beds watching prissy woman with julia roberts and making fun of it i think michelle says something like no matter how many times we watch this movie I never get bored of making fun of it, <laughs> which is what you want. That's like friendship goals. You want someone who you can watch bad films with and just make fun of it. Oh yeah. So, I mean, yeah. again, we made a podcast out of it. Yep. So yeah. Amazing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we get some, immediately we get some fantastic quotes of them just watching pretty woman. And uh, <laughs> when Michelle gets really excited, she's like, I just get so happy when they finally let her shop. <laughs> I'm going to be quoting this movie a lot. Cause it's very quotable. Sure. Um, but yeah, so they've been living in LA for 10 years after since they moved away from their like small town high school scenario. Romy, Mira Sorvino, she works, at, or Romy, I should say Romy. Romy works as a cashier, like a front of desk girl at a like fancy car dealership. Yeah. And Michelle is unemployed. Yeah. Seems to be doing some, she designs some of their clothes, but they seem to just spend their lives just like, as we say, watching cheesy movies and also hitting the town in their amazing self-designed outfits. <laughs> it's very entertaining. The, I mean, Everything yeah, they wear the costumes great. in this film are next level, absolutely. Yeah. But we were immediately introduced to like their lives. Like, so they're watching Pretty Woman and then they decide to hit the town and they dress up in these amazing like day glow, neon, very primary colory, mm-hmm. amazing outfits. And they go to this this nightclub and I genuinely could not tell because it's been a while. I couldn't tell if this was like, Oh, they they're so stupid they don't realize they're in a gay bar. Yeah. Or is this just what nine, what music was played in 90s bars? Like I, I really couldn't tell. <laughs> it was difficult. Cuz they're like, "Oh, I can't believe there's no hot guys here again." So like, "Oh, are they so dense that they're in a gay bar that they don't yeah. realize they're not Cuz the music was like, "Everybody dance now." It was mm-hmm. but then that was the 90s. So yeah. maybe it's just 
Maybe they're just in a nightclub that's 90. I, I, could, I genuinely couldn't tell. Yeah. I'll quote Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt. It's the 90s. Everyone's gay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What a time to be alive. But, um, <laughs> but yes, there's a great sequence when they're like, yeah, they're standing on the dance floor. And they're like, I can't believe no one's dancing with us. Let's go dance with ourselves. Yeah. And then they break into this <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Choreographed. Art, and they're just so <laughs> utterly in sync. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Like, yeah. yeah. And like, nobody cares. Nobody like, cares. Yeah. Like, no, no one's even like looking at them as like, oh, they're weird. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. They're not trying to impress anybody or anything. Like, cause especially when you're a straight man, you go to a club, you just go there to impress. Sure. Yeah. Like, you, you bust out your moves on the dance floor to impress okay. for no other reason. And they are doing it purely for themselves. And it's, it's, it's delightful. It yeah. really is. They have a truly choreographed routine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there's a little exchange where they're like, um, sometimes I wish I was a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> you want to have sex and see if we are? <laughs> no, but ask me again when I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> if we're still single, ask me again when I'm 30. Yeah. Like, oh, it's delightful. I can't believe it. There are absolutely no guys here tonight. I know, no. Come on, Michelle, let's just go dance with ourselves. Okay. Swear to God, sometimes I wish I were a lesbian. Do you want to try and have sex sometimes just to see if we are? <laughs> what? But yeah, right, Michelle. Just the thought of having sex with another woman creeps me out. But if we're not married by the time we're 30, ask me again. Okay. So yeah, we get this immediate picture of what their lives are. They're just very much in their own little bubble and they entertain each other. They get each other completely. They have the exact same sense of humor and the exact same personality, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the next day and Romy is at work and at this car dealership. And there's a huge queue waiting for us to very slowly serve all the customers. <laughs> I would be so angry if I was in that I queue. know, yeah. <clears throat> like the fact that nobody in that queue is saying anything just feels entirely unrealistic. Yeah. Well, maybe that's just what LA is like. You know? What, people are okay with queuing like that? It's not Britain. No, but I mean, LA is famously a place where like the traffic's awful. So maybe it just, maybe that extends to car dealerships. I don't know. Mm. But anyway, she's working and she encounters an old high school friend. Well, an old fellow pupil, not a friend, I would say. Mm, yeah. Uh, Heather, played by Janine Garofalo, mm-hmm. who's the, this classic, like, chain smoking slightly goffy kind mm-hmm. of just like you know man-hating businesswoman type yeah yeah and so initially i think she's wearing a an extremely obvious wig yes oh um, i mean the wig watch on this movie is off the yeah. off the chain like right? <laughs> um to, to it like when, when they start doing like flashbacks to high school mm-hmm. they're like oh that's why she was wearing a wig because like you know they hired somebody young who can play like 10 years older no and, and, and it's then, the other way around yeah, harry no, yeah and, and well that's what i was getting to oh, sure, sorry. like when you see her in high school it's like I oh, know she looks exactly the same, but it's still the, it's the same wig. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Nothing, yeah. Nothing's changed. Yeah. No, the, this this movie is full of like thirty five to forty year olds playing mm. teenagers, and I love it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Heather is yeah, she's this very rich, successful businesswoman now, and she doesn't recognize Romy immediately, but Romy recognizes her, mm-hmm. and she's well, Heather is introduced as the woman who invented the fast burning cigarette for the yeah. for, well, i wrote down the quote i wrote down so many quotes i'm sorry but the the ones that really made me laugh and this was one of them like uh twice the taste and half the time for the gal on the go so it's a <laughs> it's a fast burning cigarette paper and it does like a flash cuts like mm-hmm. a a zoom in to her taking a drag and it mm-hmm. just like the paper's just burning down at a ridiculously fast rate it's so funny mm-hmm. so she's invented this 
type of cigarette paper. So she's obviously very successful. Yeah. And she asks Romy if Romy is planning to go to their 10 year high school reunion. Mm-hmm. And Romy's like, oh my God, has it been 10 years? Where have I been? She's like, I couldn't tell you. Mm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so now she knows about the high school reunion and she asks Heather if Heather's going to go and Heather said, absolutely not. I'd rather stick a cigarette out in my ass than go to that <laughs> reunion at high school's hell for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Romy lets slip that she still lives with Michelle and Heather takes that very badly because she's like, oh my God, Michelle Weisenberger? Did she not marry Sandy Frink? And it turns out that Sandy Frink, who is later going to be played by Alan Cummings, mm-hmm. is Heather's like was Heather's like huge high school crush. Yeah. Although she doesn't see it as a high school crush because no. uh, Romy says like, oh, you had, you had a thing for him, right? And she's like, I did not have a thing. I was very much in love. Very much in love. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> This whole sequence is very funny. Now, I liked, I, I'm jumping ahead. I liked the, uh, the the flashback to them in high school. And when you do get to see Alan Cumming, it's like, oh, was he the only person in this who was the right age? Because, like, he looks, he's got a really boyish look around him mm. when he's yeah supposed to be playing the high school age. Like, he's he's the only one who seems believable to me. I think he was still is, 35. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. But, like, is, is it just me or? No, I can see what you mean. He maybe looked a little bit younger than the rest. But yeah, I, I think everyone in this movie is clearly in their mid-30s, yeah. which adds to the humor of it. Oh yeah, but, definitely, yeah. yeah. So she stomps off and Romy immediately phones Michelle as like, you would never believe who I just ran into. Mm. And then they decide to... Well, there's another person waiting for it. Well, there's another person <laughs> waiting for the, yeah, to be yeah. served. But yeah, and this leads them to like an extended flashback sequence where they're kind of going through the high school yearbook and reminiscing mm. about high school. And we learn about how their friendship formed and what their high school lives were like. Yeah. And it's revealed that they have been inseparable best friends since they were like teenagers. Mm-hmm. They're just best, best friends, but they were never particularly popular. They were kind of routinely mocked by like the, the mean girls, the A squad, I think they're called. The Heathers, yeah. that very, definitely the Heathers. Yeah. 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 So Michelle, Lisa Kudrow's character, she was mocked because she had scoliosis, which mm-hmm. meant she had to wear an iron rod in her back. Mm. And all of these flashbacks, I mean, it's already funny enough to see all of these actors who are, like I said, pushing 40, playing mm. like 16-year-olds and nobody says a thing. That's hilarious. Yeah. But Lisa Kudrow's neck brace and the the, the metal rod down her spine mm. absolutely crapped me up. Just every time they have to like <laughs> physically turn her in different directions, it's just so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I think they say that Romy was supposed to be chubby, but they didn't really do a very good job at that at all. So I kind no, of, they didn't. Yeah. Which, you know, one thing this film does very well is the prosthetics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like both in flash forwards and flashbacks mm. like everybody looks really good for what i assume is a fairly low budget movie oh yeah absolutely a low budget um, movie and so yeah i'm wondering why they didn't do more to to make her look chubby yeah because she looked exactly the she same way later same. on she looked exactly the same a lot of people are saying like oh you used to be so fat and now look here i'm like when i think yeah i think that might be part of the humor because there are a few jokes about that but also they just yeah, yeah they but just... even if it was like a bad fat suit yeah, it, yeah. It, that, that, that'd work. It'd be funny. I agree, yeah, because all we seem to do is put her in some slightly baggier clothes and that's it, but yeah. whatever. But there is actually uh, one thing that we've, that we've already missed. The the very first opening shot, I've seen this in a YouTube video before, of like amazing one-shots. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, it started off with the camera like flying over the, the sea coming towards the beach. Oh, yeah. And then like slowly right over the beach. And this camera goes like into their apartment window. Mm-hmm. Like the camera pushes through, pushes the curtains out of the way, and then it's just in the apartment and they're just doing a normal scene. But it's all still one shot that started at sea. Yeah. It's, I don't know how they did it, but it's really insane. It's just. I don't think I actually I, noticed that that was done as a one shot, but that's actually, yeah, that's really impressive. Because this movie is not really the kind of movie where you're watching the camera work. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. But it's, the camera work was like 
really well, really good. Interesting. I noticed that first shot because I'd seen it before somewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then I just started noticing loads of other things. Uh, but la- didn't the birdcage do that as well? I think so, yeah. Where they had that very extensive long shot, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Interesting, yeah. Well, anyway, they, yeah, so they, they flashed back to their high school days. And, yeah, they were kind of weirdos. They were kind of outcasts, but they had each other. They always had each other. Mm. And Romy was nursing this very intense crush on the high school jock, Billy Christensen. Yeah. Did you recognize who was playing him? No. From, well, I recognized him, but I don't know. I couldn't work out where from. It's another Friends connection. Uh, I can picture him. Mm. It's a quite niche friends connection, but it's, it is quite a significant character. Mm. Oh, now you said it. I can picture his face in friends, but I just yeah. don't know. Go on. Fun Bobby. Ah, that's it. <laughs> it was Fun Bobby from Friends, like yeah, Monica's yeah, yeah. alcoholic boyfriend. This was maybe my favorite <sighs> of, of all the flashbacks, because you can flashback to Lisa Kudrow and... Mira Sorvino in, you know, as high school girls. And yes, it doesn't look remotely believable, but it's just kind of like, yeah, fine. It's the same character. But when they're like, oh my God, it's the high school, the dreamboat high school jock and this 37 year old man, like <laughs> if he's a day, like yeah. just like running around, it really, it really made me laugh. But she's, obs- she's madly in love with him mm-hmm. and he's dating one of the mean girls, uh, Christy. Mm. So they're, they're like this power couple in the high school. And they're both really horrible to her. Like they're just well, well, he seems to ignore her mostly. But like Christie's really horrible. She, there's a scene where she goes up to Lisa Kudrow and like sticks magnets onto her, her metal rod. Horrible, but made, made me laugh. <laughs> but yeah, we get to the. It really didn't feel like the biggest prank at all. No, like, I was like, like when, when when like Romy then leaned over to her like you've got magnets on your back, and they were acting like it was the most shameful thing in the world. Like you could just them off yeah i wasn't right? i wasn't sure if like the magnets are supposed to be like messing with Stopping her e- it or something. equilibrium i don't know but yeah yeah whatever but this flashback scene peaks at the prom the high school prom yeah at the high school prom romy finally works up the courage to ask billy for a dance mm-hmm. to dance with her and he says yes and yeah. she's very excited and well, actually it's it turns out he's playing a, cr- a very cruel prank on her where he goes and tells his girlfriend and then she goes over and says well Billy just dumped me because he's in love with you. Thanks, you ruined my night. And stomps mm-hmm. off. But actually, then the two of them ride off, and she's left waiting for him, and he never comes. Mm-hmm. And it's very sad. Yeah. But then Michelle kind of takes pity and kind of goes oh, up to proms him. are terrible. Did you have a high school prom? I, I was I was half an hour late to my prom. Oh really? I was I was. I'm not sure if I was told the wrong time. I I, I don't think I don't think so. It was like a, an official newsletter, so it wasn't like somebody being mean to me. Okay. But yeah, I showed up half an hour late for whatever reason. I had the wrong time in my head. Missed all the photos. Oh, no. So as far as anyone knows, I'm not there. Oh, that's a shame. Um, and yeah, that was just a really uneventful one. Yeah, I have very few. We did have one. My also, I worked at the hotel that was there. So it was just it was just weird <laughs> to just be like sat there and so my w- colleagues are serving me dinner. Were you having like other students like throwing up and you're like, I'm going to have to clean that up tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember mine much at all. It was very uneventful. Same. Thanks a lot, Romy. What? Thanks for stealing my boyfriend. What are you talking about? Billy just broke up with me. Apparently he's had a crush on you since Mr. Roswell's class. And now that he knows that you like him, he doesn't want to pretend with me anymore. My life was perfect and you ruined it. (gasps) I swear to God, Christy, I didn't even think he'd dance with me. Wow, she is really PO'd. This is so cool. 
so Michelle takes pity on her and they have a and says, I'll dance with you, Romy. And they dance together to uh, Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. Mm-hmm. Great tune. Yep. Um, Great soundtrack, by the way. I mean, it will get to the soundtrack, yeah. Mm. Like, as you said, it's a low-budget movie. Mm. They must have spent a fortune <laughs> on the music rights there. Yeah. Like, there are so many bangers in this soundtrack. Mm-hmm. like And famous bangers as well, like mm. really like high-end songs. So, yeah, definitely put a lot of money into the soundtrack, yep. which I think works. But yeah, so as they're reminiscing, the more they remember, the more they realize that their high school years weren't actually as much of a great time in their lives as they maybe assumed they were. Like they seem to, this seems to be a genuine surprise to them that high school wasn't as much fun as they thought it was. But they decide to go back and show people how great their lives have become now since they left that small town and moved to LA. Mm-hmm. So that's the plan. And then they start filling in the kind of pre-prom questionnaire about like how their lives have gone. And while they're filling in this questionnaire, they realize that their lives, even today, aren't quite as brilliant as they would like them to believe. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, actually, yeah, I'm unemployed and you work as a cashier. And uh, Yeah, so like, they've single. got great lives, but literally when it's on paper, they're actually... Well, this is what I really loved about this film. I thought it was a really good message, was that they actually... They're not unhappy. No. Like, they're actually very happy in their lives. It's not like they're desperate to get husbands or have kids or have amazing careers. No, not at all. It's only when they start comparing themselves to other people mm. that they start to get really insecure about where they're at in life. Mm. And when they realize that, that that doesn't matter, they just let it go and they're happy again. Mm. I, they don't end up with husbands. Well, I guess maybe Lisa Kudrow marries the millionaire. Yeah, it, it's kinda. unclear, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, their happiness is from them and they're actually very happy with, with their own lives, mm-hmm. So, which I thought was, was great. Mm. But yeah, at this moment, they're like, oh, actually, we can't really go back and claim that our lives are super amazing because we've just been living in LA for 10 years and we're no, we've made no progress. Like mm-hmm. we're just living together in a small apartment and we don't have careers or, or, or boyfriends or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like their greatest achievement is they've moved to LA. Basically. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so they decide they have two weeks to achieve some goals and they've got three major goals. They have mm-hmm. get great jobs mm-hmm. or Michelle has to get a great job. Lisa Kudos to get a great job. Yeah. Uh, get boyfriends and lose weight. Yeah. Again, they don't need to lose weight by any means, no. but that's what this film is just <laughs> telling us. Yeah. None of these things quite work out. There's, there's an extended sequence here of them <laughs> failing in hilarious ways at all of these things, all of these achievements, which really tickles me. I love the losing weight montage, how they, like, they do so many things. And, like, they put they put the effort in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the effort really dwindles as it goes on. So, yeah. like, initially, like, they're really trying. They're on the, um, they're on the, they're on the spin bikes and they're in the class and they're really putting the effort in. And by the end, they're just slowly walking on treadmills in high heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the weight loss just manifests in lots of crazy exercise routines that don't seem to be particularly committed. Mm-hmm. We see Lisa Kudrow going for all these different kinds of jobs. Like, well, she mm-hmm. wants to get a career in fashion. So she goes to like, not Vogue, what's it called? She goes to some fashion, fashionable sure, store, yeah, yeah, some know. fancy store. And she's like, oh, that blouse really suits you. See, I can just lie to anyone. Yeah. I think she heard me. It's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she, she really struggles to get a job and Romy's going around trying I, to get that I like that, that she then just never picks up on the fact that when somebody doesn't want to give you the job, they just use the excuse, oh, we're no longer hiring. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, it's, it's an unwritten, like it, it's an honest lie. Yes. Like it's supposed to be the other person just knows. Everyone knows that. Yeah, it's the key to get out saying, dignity, We're not yeah. hiring right now just means you didn't get the job. Yeah. Leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just doesn't realize that. And she's constantly getting confused by it. And like, well, you you wasted my time then if you're not hiring. Like, yeah. like you, you shouldn't let people think that they can get the job if you're not actually hiring. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, great. <laughs> But I think my, the funniest part of this sequence for me is Romy's attempts to get them boyfriends. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the line, 
when she's in the nightclub, you know what I'm going to say. When she's in the nightclub and she runs into this guy in a fancy suit, she's like, what's your job? He's like, I'm a suit salesman. Mm. And I wrote it down because it made me laugh so hard. She says, um, would you excuse me? I cut my foot before and my shoe is filling up with blood. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just kind of awkwardly shuffles off. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no, there's no like nothing around that scene. It's just a standalone random mm. moment. Yeah. And she delivers this so brilliantly. Like, yeah. It's so cute and awkward her acts i mean romy's accent in this film is my other favorite thing it's yeah. so good like the deep voice that mm. deep voice is so funny mm-hmm. yeah she's is that her natural voice no 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 not right. at all it's very what she, she said she'd like based on her teenage sister right yeah yeah because it's that very teenage kind of like you know mm. oh my god down here kind of thing mm-hmm. it's but it's 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 just perfect and stuff like that that reminded me of napoleon dynamite again yeah i know what you mean yeah i watch that yeah and well go ahead but uh, you, you can't hurt me with that anymore. We've already done it. <laughs> I also heard, read an interview with Mira Savino and she said, A, it was her teenage sister that she mm-hmm. was inspired by. But also she was like, she also said, I feel like Romy is the man in this weird relationship. <laughs> so she's got the deeper voice. <laughs> yeah. And Michelle's very much like the ditzy wife kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, which I, I just love that that's how she thought about it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, she's one with the job. Yes, she is. Exactly. Yeah. She's the thinker. Yeah. 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 Hi. Hey, um, great suit. Is that an Armani? Yes. Yes, it is. I thought so. So what do you do? I'm a suit salesman. Would you excuse me? I cut my foot before and my shoe is filling up with blood. So yeah, they try all these multiple ways to success in two weeks. They all fail. They don't get boyfriends. Michelle does not get a job Mm -hmm. and they don't lose any weight. So now they're very sad and we cut to them, smash cut to them in their apartment looking very sad, kind of eating chips. And randomly, they've now acquired a cat mm-hmm. that only appears in this one scene to, yeah. to demonstrate that they're sad because yeah. they have to have a cat because they're sad. <laughs> this cat never comes back. No. But then Romy has a brainwave that they can go back to the reunion anyway and just pretend <laughs> that their lives are so much better, <laughs> that they become success stories. Mm-hmm. So I love I lo- it. it takes... I, I, yeah, I, lo- I just love the speed that they come up with all these ideas. It's so yeah. slow. It's so, yeah, it's amazing how slowly it takes them to like, click onto these very simple ideas mm-hmm. so yeah so they decide to go back and pretend to be like successful businesswomen mm-hmm. and michelle r- runs them up she designs them some like very businessy kind of black suits like pinstripe suits mm-hmm. and they get like they put the hair up and they look very businessy mm-hmm. and then they, se- they set out on the road well they set out on the road because uh michelle makes the suits she makes them these business suits and romy she buys a flip phone mm-hmm. with the ultimate 90s sign of success <laughs> a flip phone and uh, <laughs> Oh, would anyone like to make a call because i've got a phone <laughs> <laughs> and she also manipulates ramon mm. at the car dealership into lending them his fancy mercedes oh yeah by uh well he wants to have sex with her and she's like i'm not gonna have sex with you for mm-hmm. to borrow a car but i'll i'll make everyone think we had sex then we get this great sequence of them locked in the <laughs> in the in the office just having basically just the noises just making all the noises yeah well more of it, again i wrote down so many lines but the, there's so many ridiculous lines of them when they're having their fake sex like you know just just shouting out random things pretending they're having sex and the stuff like oh come and just dis- i'm america come and discover me <laughs> but my favorite was is that a man stallion no it's ramon <laughs> <laughs> oh it's fantastic so good so yeah, so they managed to get hold of a car and some suits and they dress up as businesswomen and they hit the road. They hit the road for 
Arizona to go back to the high school reunion. Yeah. On the way, they stop at a, a diner and they walk in with another one of the great, great lines of this movie. Do you have any kind of businesswoman special? <laughs> <laughs> We're a businesswoman. We need a businesswoman lunch. And the waitress is like, well, what kind of business are you in? And they have no idea. Again, they've just they've, at no point have they considered mm-hmm. what they're going to say as a backstory for what their business is. So now yeah. they realize, oh, shit, we need a backstory. Mm-hmm. So Romy's like, okay, so what if we... What if we own our own business? And what if the way we got rich and famous is that we we invented something? Mm-hmm. But it needs to be something that everybody knows and everybody uses, but nobody knows who invented it. Yeah. She's like, brainwave, we invented the post-it. The post-it <laughs> note. And so they have this whole they get this whole plan together about pretending that they invented the post-it. But Romy comes up with this and she offends Michelle when she kind of sets up this backstory where she invented the post-it because she's the smart one mm-hmm. and Michelle just decided that it should be yellow. Yeah. She's like the designer. It's yeah. kind of a little bit condescending and Michelle is a bit hurt by this that she that she feels like Ruby's not respecting her intelligence very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they end up having a bit of a falling out on the road which is exacerbated when Michelle claims that she's clearly the cute one of the two. She's like, I'm the Mary. Like That's <laughs> like from this old American sitcom. I think it's the Mary Tyler Moore show where there's like the, the, set, the, the cute one and the dowdy one basically. Right, yeah. So they have this whole argument about who's the cute one of the two of them. And and it causes their entire friendship to fall apart. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, when we get back to Arizona, we're going our own separate ways. We're doing it alone. Let's see how long we last. And then we go into the fantasy sequence, which it's a long fantasy sequence. Well, I didn't realize it was a fantasy. Yeah, same. It takes a while for you to realize. I, mean, I, I did have a little inkling, like when something, maybe the glue bit, I think. I'm not sure. Mm. Just started to go, yeah, it was the glue bit. Like when it was going really well um, for... Yes. Uh, for Michelle, yeah. Yeah, for Michelle. And she's, so she goes in and after a while, like she, she meets the, the three bullies, the Heathers. Yes. The, what was it? The A, the a squad. The A, a squad, squad, yeah. I was going to say the A team. Yeah, different um, show. Yeah, she meets up with the A squad and they're like, so what do you, what, what do you do? And she said, well, I, I'm a businesswoman. I, uh, I invented the post-it note. And they're like, really? Well, what, what did you, how did you invent the post-it note? Well, first of all, they laugh loads because yeah, like, yeah. that's ridiculous. Like, she's absolutely lying. Let's just catch her out on this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, then I, then I ask her about it. And she's like, well, I just made this special kind of glue. And, and so, you know, it's this and the glucose. and I found. The I love how and... detailed she goes. Because yeah. she's, she's, of the two of them, she's the most kind of ditzy by far. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she suddenly just out of nowhere just pulls out this very believable sounding yeah. ex- explanation of how you create a special kind yeah. of glue. And at this point, I'm like, this could be a dream. But not necessarily. Yeah, this like, movie's I'm, already not really living in the real world. So. Yeah, like I wouldn't put it past it for this to actually, actually this be real. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it goes on. Yeah, well, that's it. The, the dream sequence, it's like 15 minutes or 20 minutes of an 85 minute movie. It's mm-hmm. a very short film. It kind of, as it goes along, makes it more obvious that it's a dream, which mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed. Like, because, yeah, they walk into the party. As you say, Michelle gives her whole bullshit about the post-it note and somehow manages to pull some kind of weird explanation out of her ass. And then she goes, she's so excited that she's managed to fool the three A squad girls that she runs outside to tell Michelle, to tell Romy, sorry, to tell Romy. Yeah. And Romy is in the car making out with Billy Christensen, her Mm -hmm. high school crush. And she completely dismisses Michelle. She's like, leave me alone. I'm going to pull. And then Michelle kind of walks off sadly. And then Michelle gets hit by a car. Yeah. By a limo. (laughs) And that's when it becomes like, oh, okay, this is not the real world because she gets like flung over the bonnet of the car. And she's Mm -hmm. like, Bounce, 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 bounce. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm still not 
I'm still, no, no, no. I'm still like, oh, this is a dream sequence. Mm. I'm like, well, that was just ridiculous. Cause, yeah, because this movie allows for that kind of ridiculousness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just like, a, it's a cheap stunt where instead of like having a, a stunt person get run over by a car, it's very clearly a dummy. And they yeah. go, they bounce right up in the air. And it's, it's, it, it looks it looks terrible, but in the best way. Yeah, and this movie can get away with that. So it's really funny. She gets thrown over the bonnet of this car. Mm-hmm. And in the car is sandy frink the old high school geek who had a massive crush on her mm-hmm. who's now become a millionaire and so much so that he's invested in a brand new face yeah, yeah. and i love that they put <laughs> alan cumming in this horrendous like sylvester stallone kind of mm. prosthetic and he can't move it's so disturbing but, but like yeah. it looks good though it doesn't look like a bad prosthetic no no it looks hilarious yeah mm. so then they have kind of a makeout session in the back of this very cavernous limo mm-hmm. yeah and then, yeah, it, it it just gets increasingly more surreal. Like one of the other high school nerds kind of f- randomly floats over the sunroof and is like, <laughs> come inside, guys. They're going to give out the awards. Yeah, and yeah. then Sandy's like, okay. And he just jumps out of the sunroof and just mm-hmm. levitates. Mm-hmm. And it's left with Michelle just like, oh, okay, where did you go? And she's got no top on. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just getting increasingly like surrealist. Yeah. And she goes back in. She's still got no top on. She's just wearing a bra. It's really funny. <laughs> and no one's looking at her. Nobody's like, questioning yeah. this at all now. And then she and Romy both win uh, joint most improved since high school. Mm-hmm. So they're completely validated. Yeah. They both go up on stage together. She gives an acceptance speech, but her and Romy don't end up making up. They stay falling out. And then they, it, this sequence ends with them driving away from each other, basically, mm-hmm. sadly looking back. Yeah. And then we cut to 75 years later. <laughs> And then it's, okay, now we know it's definitely a dream sequence. No, I still, I still, you still weren't sure? I, no, I, I still wasn't sure. I was you like, thought yeah. this was going to be the movie? Well, now I was getting like big Death Becomes Her vibes. And okay. I was, and I was yeah. like, yeah, no, I can see this film doing a sort of Death Becomes Her kind of thing. Or, I just, guess, or yeah. just like they become bitter old ladies and that and that, and that's it. Yeah, okay. Um, I, was, I was still, yeah, I was still with it. Okay. Well, now that they would have to be in their early hundreds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> The old age makeup is horrifying. Oh, it's terrible. It's so disturbing, <laughs> but very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Michelle is this ancient old crone and she's like, oh, no, no, yeah, Michelle is this ancient old crone and she's like, oh, my one regret in life is that I've been lonely and sad my entire existence and mm-hmm. I need to get back in touch with with, with Romy. Mm-hmm. And so she calls Romy and Romy's like on her deathbed. She's fully yeah. just like, you know, waiting to die. And, and Michelle's like, Romy, it's me. Can we be friends again? And Romy's like, not until you admit I'm the cute one. He's like, you pasty old hag on your deathbed. No. <laughs> and it ends with them fighting and then they both die. Mm-hmm. And then we get, oh, it's clearly a dream sequence. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. And then Michelle wakes up yeah, and she's in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. They're now at the actual high school reunion. Mm-hmm. I like how the high school reunion of the dream and the actual high school reunion. They're entirely different. They're, well, they are, but they look the same, but they're very different. Like, so it's, it's kind of the same, but different. Well, yeah. Like, you know, like, the like, setting like, is the same. Well, like, like what she, what she has seen is the same. So, like the outside of the building yeah. is the same, but like, the inside is entirely different. Yes, yes, yes. But I mean, like the the way the other characters' lives have gone in the dream are very believable, but it's just it's just different in right. the reality. You know, like how the the A squad mm-hmm. in the dream they're all weather girls, in the reality they're all pregnant. Yeah. Like both could have been ways they could have gone. So yeah. it's not like they're both com- completely different. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's different enough that it's like, okay, yes, yeah, so she dreamed one reality, mm-hmm. but this is what we're really getting. But it's weird because, like, the dream sequence finishes, like, half an hour before the end. Yes. And so I was like, oh, wow, I, I thought that was the end of the movie. There's a whole other half hour. Okay, right, let's... Uh, that would have been a 45-minute movie, though, Harry, so come on. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and, yeah, then it's like, okay, well, now we're just going to do 
all this again and they do like they go on and they very in, much do introduce yeah. every character again and they've all got you know, different backstories this time yeah um which is very entertaining but it's like you just did this yeah this is weird it is but i really enjoyed it because yeah i love how in the in the real world now we get into the real scenario mm-hmm. the post-it note story in the dream people are like a little bit skeptical mm-hmm. in reality it just does not fly from a, for, not, a not, not, second, not for a second no. not for a single second it immediately is just like nope you're lying yeah it's it, and it's that that's really funny mm-hmm. so yeah so well actually no it almost does but then what's her face michelle shows? yeah Mich- heather kind of ruins, but well they still don't believe her i think they know she's lying but mm-hmm. then she just confirms it basically mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, they go into the actual reunion. Well, Michelle does, because at this point they're still fighting because they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. separated. So we see Romy go into the high school reunion and she walks up to the A squad, who are all now pregnant. Mm-hmm. She learns that that uh, Christy, the main bully, mm. is now married to Billy with three kids. So she's immediately heartbroken because her high school crush has married the bitch. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that, that immediately devastates her. And yeah, she tries to pull the whole, I invented the post-it and... It just doesn't fly. It immediately doesn't fly. No. And then Heather shows up, the Janine Garofalo character. She's decided to come to the reunion after all. Mm-hmm. And she just immediately bursts Romy's bubbles. Like, he didn't invent the post-it note. The post-it note was invented by blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, she just knows who actually invented the post-it note. Because yeah. of course she does. Yeah. <laughs> and so Romy is completely humiliated and all the mean girls are laughing at her. Mm-hmm. But then Michelle runs up. She takes pity on her. Even though they've fallen out, she takes pity. Mm-hmm. She runs up and she defends her. You're so weird. <laughs> Why don't you just leave her alone? Oh, it's the back brace girl. Hi, back brace girl. Oh, shut up. And what are you picking on us for anyway? We are not the ones who got fat. <laughs> We're pregnant, you half-wit. Oh, yeah? Well, I hope your babies look like monkeys. Come on, Romy. So Romy is completely humiliated and she feels really sad and she kind of runs into a back room, but then the Michelle comes out and gives her like a pep talk mm. and they decide to stop trying to pretend to be something that's going to impress other people and just be themselves, which yeah. I guess is the lesson of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's going to walk back in and be themselves and to enjoy themselves on their own terms and stop trying to impress people. Mm-hmm. So they have a fabulous costume change. They go from their business suits mm-hmm. to like wearing these fantastic bright pink and neon green dresses that Michelle has designed for them. Mm-hmm. And again, everybody's like, all all the mean girls are trying to take the piss out of them. But then there's one mean girl who's like a reformed mean girl Mm. who's since gone on to become like the Anna Wintour, uh, Vogue, you know, Meryl Streep and Devil Wears Prada kind of character. Uh, And she's like, actually, these outfits aren't bad. These are pretty well designed. Mm -hmm. And that kind of shuts up the mean girls a little bit. Uh, Well, this is just after um, Romeo and Michelle have said that like, actually... We don't care what you think. Yeah, you're mean people with ugly hearts and yeah. you can go fuck yourselves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's very empowering. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They get to have a great comeback. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and Heather, Janine Garofalo, she apologizes for revealing their story and for humiliating them. Mm-hmm. And they realize that actually when you went to high school, everybody had somebody who made their lives hell. And that's just what high school's like. And mm-hmm. yeah, they learn a very valuable lesson. And it's my favorite bit when, is it Heather? Heather is Janine Garofalo. Yeah. yeah. Um, it. My favorite bit is when she's like, well, I didn't make anybody's life. I, I was, I was the bottom rung, you know, I was the D squad. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then the other one who, I don't know if she gets a name ever. The one who like organized the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the reunion and into the yearbook in like 10 years ago. Yes. She comes up and she was like, no, Heather, 
you always made my life hell. And she's like, really? Oh, thank goodness. Yes. I'll <laughs> sign your year, but yeah, yeah you've made oh, my day. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy that I made your life hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they realized that everyone... I wasn't made... the bottom. No, you were the bottom. I yeah. wasn't the bottom. I was second bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they realized that everyone in high school was made miserable by somebody else. And that makes them all feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romy also finally does reunite with Bobby, her high school crush, the mm-hmm. fun Bobby from Friends. Yeah. Uh, who's now like this... Uh, well, he's wearing this hilarious like prosthetic beer belly, which is so <laughs> fakey, fakey. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. Uh, but he's kind of this drunk, like un- underachieving in a miserable marriage to the, the mean girl. Yeah. He finally hits on Romy. He's like, why don't you come upstairs? Let's, let's like, you know, let's get it on, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now Romy realizes that he was not worth her time. No. And so she finally gets some closure and she's like, yeah, you go upstairs and uh, you get undressed and you wait on the bed for me. I'll be up in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, now he's going to know what it feels like to wait for someone. Yeah. So she gets her <laughs> full yeah, vindication revenge. And then Alan Cumming just shows up in a helicopter <laughs> who has actually become a multimillionaire because he invented a, a type of rubber. Mm-hmm. He flies down in his helicopter. He reunites with Michelle. There's a fantastic dance sequence. He asks her to dance at the prom. Yeah. And she's like, only if, Mich- only if Romy can dance as well. And the three of them get together and do this incredible <laughs> kind of mock ballet rendition <laughs> of Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. Mm-hmm. The same song from before. It's, I mean, it's so, this whole routine is amazing. Yeah. And yeah, and then they run out to the helicopter and Belinda Carlisle plays, Heaven is a Place on Earth, mm-hmm. and they fly off into the sunset mm. and live happily ever after. Yeah. And all the mean girls are left behind on the streets. Heather, the goth girl, gets off with some random cowboy played by Justin Theroux. Mm-hmm. It's a random side plot that just pops up here and there. Yeah. And yeah, and then we cut to six months later and Romeo and Michelle have opened their own boutique, like fashion store. Mm-hmm. They seem very happy. Heather is still their friend who seems to be like experimenting with some new looks, mm-hmm. moving away from the black. Yeah. And they're just like the best of friends. I think Romy says something like, you know what, Michelle, you're like the funnest person I've ever met. And Michelle's like, yeah, you too. And they're like, oh, great. We're best friends. Let's fold scarves. <laughs> and then it's credit rolls. It's lovely. <laughs> just ends on a lovely note of friendship. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it does. Yeah. No, it's a very good film. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's it's a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed rewatching this. Mm-hmm. So quotable. So many quotes. You remember at the start of the Oscars this year when I said, John, this is a very, very depressing Oscars season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you pick, like, fun films? Yeah. This was what I meant. Exactly. That's what I thought, yeah. This, this was exactly the sort of I film that I meant. Much. That's why I picked it. Yeah, well, I wish you'd picked it, like, a, few, a couple months ago. Sorry. Well, I got there in the end, didn't I? Yeah. So, yeah. Instead of, you can count on me. Look, it's been, it's gone, we've done it. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. Hey, John, could you pick some fun films? Yeah, I've got a great film about depression. I think you asked me to pick fun films after I picked that, didn't I? No, I, I reminded you for certain, yeah. Uh, okay, well, I, I, find no, that, I, I still meant, find that I film funny. Yeah, well, let's not get into that. No, anyway. fine, yeah. I'm in a rush. Ring it up if you must. Okay, let me have the tag, please. Thank you. You really do look cute. You know what, huh? Despite that surly demeanor, I think we've just given her a big gift, okay? I mean, to give someone like Heather Mooney the chance to express herself through fashion, it could have really changed her life. Yeah, for me though, it's like, I've given birth to my own baby girl, you know? Only she's like a big giant girl who smokes and says shit a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's fold scarves. Okay. You know what, Michelle? <gasps> huh? I think you are like the funnest person I know. Me too. With you. Uh, uh. Cool. Should we want to drink games? Cool. So first of all, a very obvious one, but one that I enjoyed greatly. Drink for 35-year-old teenagers. Oh, yeah. This, this was <laughs> endlessly entertaining to me. All of the <laughs> middle-aged people playing literal 16-year-olds. It was mm. great. Yeah. Fun, Fun Bobby was by far the funniest. I don't know why it just really tickled me. It's because he was so old. He just had that. He had, like, middle-aged face, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like, I've, I've, I've kind of become immune to it because I've seen it so much. Yeah. But just... It was aggressive in this film. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, drink for a memeable one-liner. A memeable, yeah, just for quotes. Yeah. yeah I, I wrote so many down. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is definitely, I'm sorry I've got to go. I've cut myself and my shoe is filling with blood. That was the best. Just <laughs> followed by her like weird staggering yeah. off. Just like she really commits <laughs> to that. Um, yeah, I, I get so happy when they finally let us shop. Oh, I really liked when they're reminiscing again. They're looking in the yearbook and they're talking about how it was such a controversy when the two of them had their high school photo mm-hmm. taken done together. Yeah. And I uh, oh, remember that that guy who like got really annoyed about it because like he was in between our names. Oh yeah, and then we made that whole thing where we told him to come back and get between us in bed, and then we turned the sprinklers on, and they're just laughing and laughing. It's like, <laughs> didn't he die? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I also liked uh, obviously. Obviously, do you have some kind of businesswoman special? That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Let's fold scarves. Uh, yeah. Just Lisa Kudo's delivery. Let's fold scarves. Yeah. Like she gets very Phoebe in, in parts of this, but oh, yeah. I mean that's who she is. So yeah. if I don't need to make a call, I've got a phone. <laughs> <laughs> that really got me. <laughs> Just the awkwardness of it. Mm, yeah. I gave hand jobs to all the guys at the dealership, and then when Michelle was like, "Okay, sure," well, I I went and bought some dresses. She's like, I didn't really do that. Did you just assume I would do that? <laughs> uh, and I had one more. Oh yeah. Who lost the virginity when they're having their argument about who lost the who's the cutest? Like, mm-hmm. Well, who lost the virginity first? Oh, big wild to your cousin Barry. I wouldn't brag about that, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very quotable film, mm-hmm. clearly. Yeah. Uh, drink for a time jump. Drink for time jumps. Yes, and amazing attempts to make people look older and or younger mm-hmm. through the medium of wigs mm-hmm. or old age makeup, both of which are exceptional in this movie. Yeah. 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 I drink for wigs, of course, because it, this is a Same. very wiggy movie. And drink so, for a prosthetic as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drink for an absolutely killer hit. Yes, drink for pop bangers. Mm. This movie has the best soundtrack. And like I said, they must have spent an absolute fortune on it. Yeah. Every song is a winner. Yeah. It's a classic of its era. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there was a great album that came with this. This this movie's soundtrack should have gone like multi-platinum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think it did, but it should have done. <laughs> yeah. I just think like, is Heaven is a Place on Earth the happiest song ever recorded? So it's definitely up there. Because like you've seen the episode of Black Mirror when it gets used, right? You know, I, with the, I with the, yeah, it's the one with the two old ladies. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, when they're in the afterlife and yeah, 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 and at the end of them when they're driving to the sunset, mm-hmm. it's just one of those songs. Like it just always makes you want to stand up and cheer. It's just the <laughs> happiest song ever recorded. Mm-hmm. So yeah, great songs. And obviously, time after time is used many times. And mm-hmm. There's loads of good songs. It's yeah, just, it's a very. I mean, it's, there's so much music in this. Yeah. It's a very soundtrack of a movie. So yes, here's a good one. Drink for every subtle hint that Michelle, Lisa Kudrow's character, might be slightly in love with Romy. <laughs> that was something I noticed that she has a lot. There's a lot of moments when she's kind of like, hey, why don't we just have sex? Mm-hmm. Or like, should I say I live with you? Like, there's little, little bits here and there. It's like, oh, maybe, maybe they've got a little bit of a thing, but it's more from her than the other one. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, also, I also liked it at the end when she gets really boss. She's like, Michelle, get up your ass and let's just go and enjoy this party. And Romy's like, I've never seen this side of you before. It's so, you're so domineering and bossy. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I no, think there's a good. sequel to be had where they're both lesbians together. Where they finally realize that they just love each other. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's not true. my sequel. I'm just saying, like that, it could be a sequel. No, totally, it could. Yeah, along those lines, drink for cleavage. Oh yes, I'm glad you yeah. noticed this because I <laughs> certainly, yeah, there's a lot of really good. Mm. I drink for costume changes as well. Oh yeah, the, the outfits are amazing. There's a great. This maybe combines the two of them because I'm sure. I think I think it's the, it was a scene when I really noticed. Wow, Miriam Sorvino has huge boobs. Was <laughs> when she sat in the apartment and she's wearing like a free of hearts like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> white t-shirt like, but. I was like, that is a very cute t-shirt. Also, she has huge boobs, but that's a very cute t-shirt. Like, I want that t-shirt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had many conflicting emotions at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't actually want that t-shirt. White. Not 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 your color. No. Doesn't last. <laughs> White once. And then it's like uh, yellow yeah, and yeah, dirty. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, last one. Drink whenever they realize they have something in common or have done something together. Oh yeah. That that's great. That that's very much a running theme. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, oh, I hate throwing up in public. Me too. It's like, <laughs> like, oh my god, we're so in sync. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, that never stopped being funny for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any more? Uh, no. I drink for costume trains recovered. Drink for friends. Pop banger. Drink for primary colors. Mm-hmm. It's all very bright. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. All good. Um, listeners, if you want any more drinking games, mm-hmm. you want any more sequel ideas, you want any more of anything, then you can go to patreon.com apart from your money. Yeah. Uh, you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash beyond the boxer where you can support me and John for as little as $2 a month. And if you do, you get well, you get everything we offer, which is a bonus show. We do reviews of recent releases. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we doing? We're about to record some reviews of some films that we missed on Netflix this past year. So I we're going to do spree starring joel keary from uh, stranger things mm-hmm. and also a very underrated film called the 40 year old version which i really enjoyed not the 40 year old virgin not the 40 year old this, virgin this is no. a new netflix release about rap it's great yes it's really good highly yeah. recommend yeah so we're gonna we're gonna put reviews of those up very soon probably by the time this episode is out yep uh definitely because we're quite far ahead um <clears throat> also if you become a patreon supporter you get a 30 second advert slot on the main show here you can talk about whatever you want your own podcast your own business or just something that you feel like chatting about. Once a month, we also do a Patreon episode on the main show. We pick a Patreon at random, and they get to choose the film for us to do. You can come and guest if you want to, but you don't have to. Yep. All of that and more is available at patreon.com slash set. Indeed. Bonjour tout le monde. I'm Finn, and every Tuesday I host a podcast called Passport People, in which I talk to people from around the world about the places that matter to them. What is so special about each location? What makes each place tick? Where are they headed? To join us on our round the world trip, talking to a diverse range of fascinating people from an incredible variety of professional and cultural backgrounds, search for Passport People in Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, now, sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go first? It's my pick, so maybe you should go first, unless you really don't want to. Oh, I don't really mind. Okay, so I've got a few, a few uh, well... It's basically uh, basically some titles. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've got a few of these, and we'll see if we can link them all up together in some form. Okay. Um, not sure if it's possible. Might not be, but we'll see. So, you know what? I'll give you the five titles, and we'll try and patch a story together out of them. Because mm-hmm. I think that there is a way that these can all work. Okay. So, I started off, Romy and Michelle's second high school reunion. Second high school reunion, sure, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's... 
20, they go back again. 25 yeah. years have passed, yeah. Exactly, that sort of thing. Um, Romy and Michelle's zombie apocalypse. Okay, I think that should be the last one. Probably. Yeah. Um, now, I've also got Romy and Michelle as superheroes. Is that the title? Uh, I actually called it Romy and Michelle, Captain Charisma and the Glue Goddess. Captain Charisma and the Glue Goddess? Yeah. Which is which? Uh, well, I... I, I don't know which one's which. Where did anyway. you get that? Where did you get I Captain? I made them up. My, my, my head. Your head. Okay, but I'm, I'm trying to understand like Captain Charisma and the Glue. I Goddess. just wanted to make up superhero names for them. Sure, but why Captain Charisma and the Glue Goddess? Captain Charisma was just a name that came to me. Okay, no, they are very charismatic. And, and I was like, okay, something to do with glue because, like, you know, one, one of them was talking about post-it notes for. Ages. Oh, glue! Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, I, I didn't make that connection. Okay. Oh yeah, I guess without that connection, that means nothing. Yeah, exactly. It? I was like, oh, but of course, because the <laughs> post-it note. Okay. Yeah. Now I get it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking that her superpower could just be she's she's, she's very good at yeah. st- st- sticking things. For example, sticking the bad guy's feet to the ground yeah. or something. I don't know. Actually, did you know that's a little fun fact about this movie? Is that in the script for that scene when Lisa Kudrow ad libs mm. a recipe for how she made glue? Yeah. In the script, it just said literally Michelle ad libs a believable sounding mm-hmm. formula for glue. And that was all just Lisa Kudrow making it up on the spot. All oh, right, yeah, that's cool. She has a like PhD in biology. She's a very clever lady. Oh, right, so okay. yeah, so she <laughs> she actually does know how to make glue. So yeah. she just like went with it. So oh, I love it when actors who are known for playing like the kind of dumb characters yeah. are actually really smart in real yeah. life. It's well, great. both of these are because yeah, Lisa Kudrow has like a degree in biology, and Mira Sorvino uh, speaks fluent Chinese. Okay, they're both very clever ladies. Yeah, yeah. so but yeah, that, that's part of the fun. They're both. You have to be pretty. Yeah, I think you have to be pretty clever to play stupid this yeah. well. Basically, yeah. yeah, you can play stupid in a really generic way, like duh. But I think to like be intelligently stupid in the way these characters are, you need to be like very intelligent. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. So yeah, I've got that, and I've got two more. So I just wanted to put them in different situations. Yeah, yeah. Or like I get it. See, you, see, see what could be a sequel to this that's just these two as a different thing in a different thing. You go for like generic sequel. Exactly. Yeah. Pictures. Um, whatever. and I've got two more which are kind of. They're very easy to meld into the other ones. Um, Romeo and Michelle's road trip mm-hmm. and Romeo and Michelle go to Vegas. Okay. I so want to write got... these down so we can get them in order because I feel like we need to put these in a, a kind of order. Okay. I think the superhero one's probably the one that pulls right out. Yeah. So you had Romeo and Michelle's... So they've got a second high school reunion. Second high school reunion. That feels like it could be early on, yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got a road trip. Road trip. They've got Vegas. Road trip. Well, the road trip could take them to Vegas. Exactly, yeah. And Vegas. I, mean, I don't want to, um, I don't want to copy Zack Snyder's idea, but maybe there's a zombie apocalypse going on in Vegas. Sure, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Zombie apocalypse. And what was the other one? There was the high school reunion, zombie apocalypse, road trip, Vegas, and the superhero one. And what was the, uh, Glue Girl versus Captain Christmas? I hadn't put a versus in there, but that's that's an interesting take. Okay. So I reckon you start this with the second high school reunion. Mm-hmm. Twenty five years have passed. Yeah. Romeo and Michelle get an invite to their second high. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. That's a thing. What? That's something. Once you've been to your high school reunion, I yeah, never that, went to mine. Is that the end? That, that's, that's, that's why I really struggled with, with with trying to come up with like what would the story be for the second high school reunion because it's yeah. not a thing. No. And where do you go? It's just going to be the same sort of thing again. Um, but just, do high school reunions only happen once? Because I never had one. Well, I. I don't really think, I don't think it's much of a thing in this country. No, it's more of an American thing for sure. Yeah. But do I, Americans just do it the one time? Like it's like after 10 years, that's it. There's no more. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's an old, an, an old one. Let's say there is. Yeah. Let's say there's the 10 year and the 25 year mm-hmm. to make it match yeah. time frames. 
So now they're coming up in their 25th high school reunion. Mm-hmm. And of course, their 10th one could have gone better. Yeah. You know, they had their ups and their downs. Could have gone worse. I'd say they aced that because like they 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 overcame their bullies. They did, yeah. And like they gained the respect of the majority of, of their classmates. True, true. It couldn't have... That's, that's, that's the ultimate aim for a high school reunion. The people who are mean to you in school, you want to like overcome them in some form. And then, yeah, you want to get the respect of everybody else. And that's exactly what they did. They yeah. couldn't have done better at a high school reunion. True, but now they've set the bar. Yeah. So now they need to go back to the 25th. And it's like, okay, well, our 10th went very well. Mm-hmm. How are we going to top this? What mm-hmm. have we done in the past 15 years that's going to top this? Yeah. And I guess that's going to lead them to their next set of misadventures. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're like, okay, now it's time for the 25th. And they need to do a road trip. I was thinking the road trip kind of works because they could, their clothes store could have really kicked off. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're now an actual fashion brand. Yeah, I like where's, that. Where, where's like the center of fashion in, in America? It's New York. Yeah. So they've moved to New York. It's the other side of the country. Sure. So they need a road trip from New York all the way back to California. Oh, interesting. It's or, a proper or, like... Or, or yeah. whatever. So that's your road trip element of it. Mm-hmm. Zombie apocalypse could be sort of... I think it could be fun to have that happening in the background around them and they don't realize for ages yeah i agree i agree they're, they're far too dense to realize there's a zombie apocalypse yeah. so they sit set on the road from new york to arizona via vegas uh i, I don't know what arizona is but i is, it's in the south isn't it, is it or is it i don't I'm know just, gonna look up I, I don't know if it's further south than vegas to be honest vegas is in nevada i think like nevada and arizona are next to each other yeah i think so in like the ah uh, yeah 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 west yeah so yeah, you've got, imagine California on the left. Nevada is sort of like the top of California to the right. right Arizona okay. is like the bottom of California to the right. Okay. So yeah, they're, they're three states. They're all, they all touch. Well, okay. Maybe they're, okay, here it is. So maybe. Oh, and in fact, Vegas is right by Arizona. So yeah, it's it in Nevada. Yeah. So perfect. So maybe what's happened is over the course of the past 25 years, they have lodged a successful fashion house, but it went out of business. Mm-hmm. And now, okay. they're bro- now they're broke again. Yeah. Living back in the apartment. Yeah. And they get this invite to their 25th anniversary, you know, high school reunion thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh God, we can't shop as failures again. We can- There's no way we can do that again. Mm. And then Romy has another bright idea. She's like, okay, well then let's not be failures. Let's go. But on the way, we'll swing by Vegas mm-hmm. and we'll become millionaires. We'll yeah. win all the money because she's not the smartest. She thinks that that's just, that's just as easy as it gets. Yeah, that totally works. So they decide to do the road trip and make a trip to Vegas to gamble all their money and become millionaires. Mm-hmm. Part of their journey. Yeah. Because she's kind of naive about how easy that, might, that yeah. might be. So then the two of them end up in Vegas. And like you said, they're so naive that they don't really realize how much, you know, danger they're in at all. Like, it's very obvious to us watching that, like, the zombie apocalypse is happening. Yeah. Oh, and, okay, yeah. And, and so, like, they can have all the classic road trip things of, you know, their car breaks down. Yes, all they, the they, 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 they meet some creepy guys. They go to a diner. Like, just, you know, weird things happen. Stuff like that. Yeah. Actually, I've got, yeah. A little police chase. Yeah. I, I feel like what happens is they get to Vegas. In the time it takes them to get between New York and Vegas, some kind of apocalyptic disaster happens that causes the dead to rise. Mm-hmm. And... The entirety of America is consumed by flesh-eating zombies, eating humans. The whole mankind is mm-hmm. in a panic. But they're completely oblivious to it because they're just quite dense on these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Also, they get to Vegas and they get on this massive winning streak. Not because they're really skilled, mm-hmm. just dumb luck. Like they keep <laughs> betting on red and it just keeps turning up that way. Or, yeah. or, you know, they're playing poker and they're making stupid bets. Yeah. And everyone else is folding because A, 
they don't understand how, how much these women don't understand what they're doing mm-hmm. and B, there are zombies eating everyone's brains. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, I just like the idea of like against a backdrop of a horrible zombie apocalypse, these two women totally clueless and also having the time of their lives winning all this money in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that could be really funny. Yeah, absolutely. And so then the film's got to kind of climax with them showing up to their, their 25th an- uh, um, reunion. Uh-huh. And, uh, what do you think is going to happen there? Like is, anybody going to be there at all well, everyone's it, been eaten by zombies is it going to be completely abandoned or is it going to it, it could be like it could be a fortress it could be a stronghold i think everyone's been eaten by zombies mm-hmm. and they're like reanimated corpses of their own selves right so like everyone's there who Romeo and michelle recognize mm-hmm. and they're like we're going to show these people up thinking they're just going to be like the human versions of themselves mm-hmm. and they walk in looking all rich and you know they've made all these amazing costumes they've mm-hmm. got loads of money from their vegas gambling yeah and they walk into a room full of literally like, like money poking out of yeah pockets. yeah yeah because their their like, idea of looking rich is you know, not the most cut, like physically covered in money yes exactly yeah. exactly so they come strutting in in the, what their idea of like looking super rich and fancy is mm-hmm. and everyone who was invited to the party is like a decomposed fleshy thing zombie mm-hmm. yeah but Romeo and Michelle don't even twig they just think wow you got really old yeah like, your Botox is not working <laughs> out for you you all look terrible yeah 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 like, I can't believe we're the best looking people at this party yeah. <laughs> and they just have the time of their lives dancing at a zombie. Maybe because they, they, they keep doing these choreographed dance moves. Yeah. Again, just by chance, some, some sort of chance they kept having in Vegas. They're doing all these choreographed dances and they don't realize that that's like, they keep dodging zombies. Yes. Like, like a zombie will just like lean in to take a chunk out of their shoulder and they just like shuffle out the way. But that's just the dance. Yeah. They're like fighting the zombies off, but not intentionally and they still don't realize yeah it's just like ew no they they just think these weird guys are trying to hit on them and they're just like batting them off yeah Yeah. with like baseball bats and stuff Mm -hmm. but they never really twig that it's a zombie apocalypse Mm -hmm. and they just dance the night away yeah i like it and i think we just kind of finish it there yeah over over like an 80s soundtrack yeah Mm -hmm. bit of classic 80s pop plays over the top yeah 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 definitely so yeah that's uh romy michelle's second high school reunion excellent i like that a lot that could really work. I think that's at the right level of silliness for this franchise. Yeah. So for my one, mm-hmm. I've also gone 25 years into the future, but it's also going to go into the past. Uh, so it's going to be set in the present day. So like I said, so 25 years after the events of the original film, when they went back to their reunion. This is called Romeo and Michelle, the LA years. Okay. So it's now 2021. Romeo and Michelle are now 50, both 50 somethings. And they have actually, through opening their fashion like boutique store, they've now become proper fashion icons, like design, like top brand designers, like literally working for Vogue, like everything they would ever want to be. Like they are like Anna Wintour and that whole crowd, yeah. basically. And they become such fashion and style icons that we meet them and they're about to be, receive a lifetime achievement award for their lifetime in fashion. Mm-hmm. It's like it's been 25 years of them just being incredibly stylish and fashionable. Cause I like, cause they're so stupid and oblivious. Like I love the idea of them being like on the catwalk and being like, everyone really respects what their thoughts are, but they're actually just really like dense and simple. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that contrast. It could be really funny. Yeah. So they're about to get this 25th anniversary fashion icon award. And of course, while they're getting ready to like get dressed up and go to the ceremony, it makes them feel a bit nostalgic mm-hmm. and they open up their book of memories again, like their journals and their yearbooks and stuff. Yeah. And it causes them to kind of think about how they got to where they are today from where they were before. Yeah. So in the original film, they just kind of go back to the reunion and they 
you know, they, they manage to win a little bit of self-respect and they make everybody respect them and they get a happy ending. But it doesn't really think about how they got to LA in the first place. So this one's going to be much more about how they got from high school to living in LA together. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they open up another old uh, photo album and they're looking at old photos themselves from high school. And it's like, how oh, can you believe, you know, back in the day? And it will lead us into a flashback sequence. Yeah. But what I really want is, I love the idea of Lisa Kudrow and Mira Silvino and all the other cast as well doing flashbacks playing teenagers even today now they're all in their 50s and again it's just like even though they're, they're so clearly so much older than that mm-hmm. it's never addressed mm. at all not yeah. once it's just right yeah yeah i think that'd be really funny <laughs> so then they flash back to them in high school after the graduation which we see in the original film when you know when bobby makes fun of them and doesn't mm-hmm. or makes fun of Romy, and she's really upset the day comes when they have graduated from high school and the, the time has come to move to l.a which is something they decided to do together very early on. And, you know, they, they very early on realized that's what they were planning to do. But the day comes when they've finished high school and they're ready to move to LA. And it turns out they've not saved nearly enough money. They've only saved up like $13 between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they were both like, we're going to save like a thousand dollars each and we're going to go and we'll get an apartment and they've got a whole plan. They don't stick to it at all. So right, the day comes yeah. and they've literally got no cash <laughs> and they don't know what to do. But they still decide to follow through with the plan. So they do set up off on their own. Maybe they have to, maybe they have to hitchhike or, you know, because that could be a whole comedy sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they finally arrive in LA, the land of dreams, you know, and they failed to save any money. And when they land in LA, they immediately find themselves homeless. They mm-hmm. have nowhere to live. They have nowhere to sleep. They have no jobs to go to. They have nothing. So they're immediately in trouble. And all of this stress, maybe they have a few like bad run-ins with people causes them to have another fight another argument between the two of them due to the stress of uh, not being able to live their LA dream straight away yeah and this fight causes them to once again like the in, like in the original film go their separate ways they're like you know we're just gonna try and make it on our own the friendship is over like again this is like a flashback so this is when they're like 16 years old when they first arrived mm-hmm. to LA so they have a fight and they their friendship seems to be over and they decide well we're just gonna fend for ourselves and so they both decide to pursue different ways to become successful as like teenagers in LA. Mm-hmm. So Romy, she decides to pursue an acting career. Sure. She, I'm thinking her dream is to be like a movie star, but she ends up, you know, LA is a very hard town to get by in. And so she has a lot of failed auditions and she auditions for a bunch of agents and nothing's happening. And she keeps getting worse and worse offers until eventually she finds herself accidentally auditioning for a porn movie but she's <laughs> okay. only like yeah she's, she's only just in the town she's still kind of brand new and kind of you know wide-eyed mm-hmm. so she ends up in an audition for a porn movie when, when she realizes it's a porn she pulls out mm. not like literally pulls out but she you know <laughs> metaphorically she pulls out she's like ew no that's not that's not her vibe she does yeah. not want to be a porn star yeah she's she's like no way so she's she storms out of that but the producers even though they're annoyed that she doesn't go through with the porn audition mm. they're like hey hey come back come back come back okay you don't want to do porn that's we can get someone like really sleazy to play this role as well mm-hmm. like a danny devito type yeah yeah and yeah they're like hey, okay fine you don't want to be a porn star we, we can respect that we love your voice mm. because she has that amazing deep voice mm-hmm. you know? oh yeah yeah that could be really funny they're like okay if you're not willing to get naked in front of the cameras would you be willing to do some other things to mm-hmm. make a little bit of money and so she ends up because she, she needs the money you know she's new in the city she's got yeah, nothing yeah. She ends up doing voiceover narration for erotic audiobooks. Okay. Because <laughs> I just love like her voice, that very kind of deadpan LA voice that she mm. puts on, reading out 
Fifty Shades of Grey style erotic audio novels. Mm-hmm. So she's like recording her own herself reading these books onto like cassette tapes and CDs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Public consumption. So that's her story. Meanwhile, Michelle, the Lisa Kudrow character, she has been trying to make it as a fashion designer because the original film establishes that she is very good at that. She's mm-hmm. she designs great clothes. But once again, much like Rumi, she's not doing a great job of meeting the right people or making the right connections because she's pretty naive. Yeah. And she ends up being hired, but she but she does end up getting a gig. She but she ends up like falling into waitressing in a, a dodgy restaurant owned by the mob. And she ends up getting hired to do all the dresses at a bridal party for the daughter of like the main mob boss of LA's biggest crown syndicate, basically. Yeah. And she doesn't realize that she's in a mate a huge amount of danger because like if these dresses don't go over well she could get shot you know mm-hmm. she's very da- very much in danger but uh she's she's completely a bit of oblivious to this and it turns out the dresses are well received and everyone thinks they look great and it's very everyone likes it it's very successful the wedding takes place and she's there as like a you know just as an observer as, as the bridal designer whatever and at the at the wedding ceremony there's a shootout Okay. Because it is a gangland wedding. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the daughter of the mob boss maybe is, is maybe marrying the son of a rival mob. And so it's like a Romeo and Juliet thing. Mm. But there's a huge shootout and every, all the gangsters get killed. And she's just like, oh my God, my dress. Mm-hmm. You know, she's really upset that her dresses are getting bullet holes in them. And mm-hmm. all of her work's yeah. been done. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. So she's devast- She's really annoyed by that. Is kind of oblivious to all the people who've been killed. Uh, but she's quite depressed because she's looks all, all the hard work she's done she did she got paid by the gangsters but now mm. all the gangsters are dead mm. all her designs have been shot up mm-hmm. she's got no way of making any extra money and no way of getting any kind of good press feedback for her mm. designs because yeah. everyone she designed for is dead yeah so she's really blue she kind of walked but again she's so oblivious she doesn't at no point is she like oh my god i've just witnessed murders yeah. she's very self-involved yeah but she kind of goes staggering out of this shooting scene you know mm-hmm and she goes to she finds a bar in LA that she she can drown her sorrows because she's very upset about the way things have turned out, and she sat at the bar feeling very sorry for herself, and who should she see at the other side of the bar but Romy, mm-hmm. who's also drowning her sorrows because her career has been reduced to doing voiceover for porn and she's not particularly thrilled <laughs> about that either, and the two of them compare their sob stories about what's happened to them since they separated. Mm-hmm. They apologize to each other for putting themselves through it and they make up, they hug it out. They're like, they realize they're still best friends forever. Yep. And they realize that between the two of them, they have enough cash to rent out a small apartment and get themselves jobs. Yeah. And they do. And they rent out the apartment that we see in the original film. And uh, yeah. And then that's their backstory. That's how they end up living together. And we cut back to the present day and the two of them are awarded the 25th anniversary fashion icon of the Millennium Award. <laughs> They dedicate the award to each other and vow to be best friends forever. Oh, and that's really cute. Yeah. And then they that's the end. Credits were all over some. Nice. What was that called? That was Romeo and Michelle, the LA years. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Good. Thank you. Sounds good. Yeah. I thought it'd be good to have like a backstory because that that period in between high school and the original film is a big question mark. And I think mm. that could be filled in. And I just mostly just love the idea of, like I said, of actors in their fifties still playing teenagers. <laughs> just the more ridiculous the better. I love that. I cannot get bored of that. I just love it. Absolutely, yeah. Great. Should we move on to listener submissions? Yeah, do it. Okay, we have a handful this week. So Brian Makowski said, Romeo and Michelle's timeshare seminar. Can Romeo and Michelle outwit an aggressive salesperson and get the free vaccine? 
and get the free vacation of their dreams in Orlando. Only a timeshare will tell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Trevor Greer said, Romeo Michelle 2, Electric Boogaloo. Mm -hmm. Romeo Michelle struggled to stop the demolition of a community recreation center by their once friend, now adversary, billionaire developer, Sandy Frink. Right. So that's the standard Electric Boogaloo sequel idea that we get mm -hmm. a lot. But in this version, the evil millionaire is Sandy Frink. So mm -hmm. that, that kind of gives it a little bit of a personal touch. And finally, Connor Crehan said, Romy and Michelle drastically inflate the quality of their lives on Instagram. Yeah. So that could be like a present day from where they become social media influencers. Mm -hmm. That could be a lot of fun. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. So thank you everybody for those sequel ideas. We ask for your listener submissions every week, a few days before we record, by putting posts on Facebook and Twitter where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and many others, all of which you can also leave a five-star review if you so wish. It really helps us to reach new listeners. You can also support us on Patreon for as much or as little as you think we're worth. Simply go to patreon.com slash beyondtheboxset, where you can subscribe for as little as $2 a month. All the links are in the description below or at beyondtheboxset.com. Mm -hmm. and harry yeah next week it's back to you yeah what have you got for me nothing no see john there's a lot of things that uh i actually don't like about you well thank you but uh mostly to, your face mostly your face mostly your face but if i had to have to count it i'd have to say that i've got 10 things i hate about you oh hey. there we go oh good uh, choice have you watched it before uh yeah that joke wasn't anything was it wasn't the best, no. but yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> cool. Mostly um, just mean, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> I didn't plan it. No. Uh, cool. Uh, yeah, 10 things I hate about you. Great. Okay, um, I'm looking forward to that. I've actually never watched this film. Have you I've not? heard very good things, but I've never watched it. I've seen it once. I don't remember if I enjoyed it or not, but I don't remember it being bad. No, I'm excited. I've heard nothing but good things. I've been think, meaning and, to rewatch it for like 10 years. And it's, and it's got a great cast. It does have a great cast, yeah. So, yeah, that uh, should hopefully okay. be enjoyable. Yeah. Cool. So join us next week, listeners, for 10 things I hate about you. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. See you Thank next you time. Bye. Bye. Okay.